0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right
0: now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. So today is, I mean, it's just a Tuesday, right? No big deal. Nothing important. But it still is, you know, we always look back in different days in sports. So it's January 16th, and we know, of course, uh, it is the time of the year where the NFL is in its playoff season. And so, well, what significant might have happened on January 16th 13 years ago. Well, if you were watching one of the playoff games that happened to be up in Foxborough, at the end of the game, you would have heard this interview.
3: To all the non believers, how did that all the non believers, especially you, Tom Jackson? Way to have our back, Keyshawn. Anybody can be beat. So, how did that just feel? Feel great. Poetic justice. We know we were a much better team and we came up and represented ourselves and we were. We're pissed off. We're just ready to come back and show us what type of defense, what type of team this was, what kind of character we had. We take a lot of slack. People gave us no chance, like we barely made it in playoffs. We're a good football team. It looks like this team played with anger all day. Why, Bart? For all you non-believers, disrespect us, talk crap about the defense, like we ain't the third-best defense in the league. All we hear is about their defense. They can't stop a nosebleed. 25th in the league and we didn't want to get disrespected.
4: Congratulations, see you in Pittsburgh. Can't wait. Back to you.
1: <laughs> Just perfection on both <laughs> sides of the <laughs> microphone and we know what this moment wouldn't be it's right funny. without celebrating it along with. It's 13 years ago by the way, bar can you believe yeah. how old you're getting? Uh, Sal Palantonio, of course, the voice in that interview. And he joins us right now. And, and Sal, <laughs> as I said, Oh, you say got you. Sal on the air for Happy us. anniversary, fellas.
3: It, it will live forever, oh, man. man.
1: <laughs> it
4: will live. It will live forever. Way beyond. Hey, and Bart's not old. I'm old. Bart still <laughs> looks like a young man on TV. I look like an old guy. You know, come on now. I got all that gray hair. Listen, when but, they, when uh, they, when they silly... talk. Go ahead,
3: man. When they talk about the history of some of the greatest um historians and tellers of the game, there's gonna be a picture of you out there sal like it's it's no it's 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 no it's no coincidence that you're the voice of of the n f l and you've been around doing it at such a high level you do it with such class and grace that even when an idiot like myself don't know what I'm doing, you know what I'm doing. You guide me in the right way to get the answers that the people want to hear.
4: Well, I appreciate that. But you know, it's all about the hair dye, the makeup and the nice and the nice suits and, and sport coats as you know. <laughs> but you know what's really funny part you know what's really funny part and, and and Alan is you know sometimes I'll be at the pool at my house with my grandkids and and I'll and I'll say I'm going in I'm all in to get some snacks and my granddaughter will yell at me. Can't wait. (laughs) It's part of the lexicon of our family.
1: (laughs) It's, it's, it's again, it's one of these, as a Jets fan, you know, you just, you can't hear the phrase without thinking that moment. And of course it was uh, unfortunately the, the last great moment that this franchise has had when it comes to playoff success, but that notwithstanding, we are in the playoffs now, Sal, and, You are a guy that is certainly somebody that knows the Philadelphia Eagles really well. Can you explain what has happened to them, not just on the field, but maybe even off of it from a team that looked like after last year's Super Bowl appearance, that they were on the verge of being something great. And now there's a lot of questions about the future of what this team can be. So just give us the temperature of Philadelphia right now and what's going on with the Eagles.
4: Well, Alan, I would say it's summed up in four words that Lane Johnson said to us last night late at Raymond James Stadium in the locker room. The four words were, no one is safe. And I think right now that is very true. I think it goes top to bottom. Players, coaches, front office have a lot of uh, explaining to do. They have a lot to figure out. And uh, I think it's critical that they take a very critical a scouting report self scouting report and figure out how to fix this because you have to fix first and foremost in my view you have to fix Jalen hurts right you got a quarter of a billion dollars invested in this guy he's still the future of your franchise he's still considered a franchise quarterback but Bart he cannot recognize and react and, and decipher and decode a simple safety blitz Martindale Gannon, and last night our friend Todd Bowles, they just blitzed them into oblivion and the coaching staff is not providing the right answers for Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have the answers to the test. As a linebacker who played at the highest level in the NFL, you've got to provide the answers to the test to the quarterback before he gets to the line of scrimmage. So he makes that pre-snap read and he alters the defense offense in a way Hey, come on now. We all watch. We've all seen wedding crashers. Hot route. Hot route. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, it's true, though. You look at it, and w- where are the hot routes? Where are the answers to the tests for Jalen Hurts? And I think Jeffrey Lurie, the owner of the team, and the GM, Howie Roseman, are honest with themselves. They've got to find a coaching staff that can help Jalen Hurts because it starts right there.
3: And listen, before the season started in last year, I said, listen, this is, this is the window. They have to win this year, uh, that was last year, this year or, or next year because that massive um, contract that he was going to get. And, you know, I, I said this earlier in the show, sometimes we talk about good players and great players. And sometimes we forget that it's something in between the middle. And I think that, you know, because of how he performed last year, we we put him into the great, like the Patrick Mahomes, like he should be the MVP. He should have won MVP. We put him into the Mahomes type of stratosphere, which I don't think he is. And I think he needs a solid coaching staff. And the the easiest way to kind of break down a, a dynasty is to take away their coaching staff, their teachers. And I thought, you know, them losing both coordinators, was catastrophic because they lost their identity we we watched we watched in Indianapolis. we watched Richardson you know look like he had answers because the answers was easy. It was a one two three read. we saw it with with Nick foles, and I thought they lost that, but now the three kings are going to leave because we know Fletcher Cox is you can't you can't handle Jordan Davis has to graduate. Jalen Carter has to graduate Brandon Graham, we probably saw the last of him. we definitely seen the last of Bradbury. So you just continue to have more holes and I know this has been a team that has been able to continue to push down the credit card bills. Uh, but do we believe that this is the coaching staff to get it out of uh Jalen Hurts because we know there are some limitations and he needs pre snap motions and shifts to give him answers to the test, much like LaFleur gave much like LaFleur oh gave you so right Jordan Love.
4: You're so, you're so right about that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'll answer your question in the second part. But you're so right about Go back and just look at the replays. You don't even have to study the film, but I did look at the Packers offense against the Cowboys. There was a zero blitz. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Love, and Jordan Love, and I forget the name of the wide receiver, to tell you the truth, who ran a perfect post. Yes. And it was a touchdown pass. It was a touchdown pass. He completely deciphered it, decoded it, and delivered the football on time and with accuracy. Can, 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 I, can, I, explain,
3: can, can I explain what the the play to our listeners? So, you know, Jordan Love got up and he got to the line early, which is important, right, because you want to smoke him out. He smoked him out. He saw that everybody was flat-footed, right, usually on the same line that, that indicates cover zero blitz. So what he did was yeah. so masterful. It's not even what the post player did. It's really what the inside receiver did in going flat and taking in the defender and creating a, a tremendous space so that the proper angle can be ran on Gilmore for the post. And then he understood that he had to lose ground to buy time because you can't block them all up, so you have to buy time for the, the, for the play to open up. But that was all pre-snap read. That was all understanding. When When you see this look, this is what we're checking to. Some teams try and go to quick screens when you see cover zero. Some teams decide to run pick routes. They decided to 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 run the, the, under, the outside cornerback away and low because if he runs it low and high, that other defender could have speed turned out and maybe affected the throw and been able to help late. It was matchful coaching.
4: I thought so. So the secondary, to answer your question, Bart, and thank you for that explanation, to answer your question – is you've got to also re-energize this locker room because the sense that I got from players, talking to Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and some others, is that they understand that changes are coming and they're ready for it. So you've got, you know, I don't see the players responding to the head coach's messaging or his plan at this point. And if you're going to go in another direction with a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator again, is Nick Sirianni going to be the steward or the navigator of those changes when he's in the fourth year of a 55-year deal? And how hard will it be to get quality people to come in, unless you can convince them that Sirianni is going to stay? Because if I'm a guy who's on the market and I have options, a great you know, as we would like to say in the neighborhood, options don't discriminate. If I have options, then, you know, I may take option B because I think, hey. I know Sirianni's in the fourth year of a five-year deal, and he may not be here in a couple of years. And so I'm out there looking for a job. I got to move my family again.
3: So this so, is a very mm-hmm. difficult dynamic for
4: them to navigate at this point. That's,
3: some sometimes though, uh, Sal, when st- stuff hits the fan, you go back to who you know. And can you see a scenario okay. where a guy like Frank Reich can come back in and be the quarterback coach slash? offensive coordinator knowing that if it goes bad that he can be the head coach
4: well frank's got a great track record as an offensive coordinator and he's got a sketchy track record as a head coach so uh i don't i think because of the relationship that nick sirianni has with frank reich he may be able to convince the front office okay this is the guy but you got to convince jalen hurts of that too you got to convince jalen hurts of that too so, I mean, Jalen Hurts is a very important part of this equation. I'm not saying he gets to pick the coach, but, man, oh, man, when you got that kind of vested in this guy, you he has to be able to be comfortable. Brian Johnson's known Jalen Hurts since he was four years old down in uh, Channel View, Texas. So there's, there's got to be some kind of same page with the quarterback and head coach. You can't just impose something on Jalen Hurts without him being at least in the discussion, tangentially, whatever happens. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not speculating that they're going to make a change at the head coaching position, but there are a lot of guys out there, Bart.
3: Yeah. And if
4: you want to, if you want to go in a purely new, creative, dynamic direction, there are a lot of guys
3: in, in which you can go, for sure. What kind of financial stress? is on is on this team. does does money fall off with if, if they let go of Graham and Cox and, and Kelsey who, you know, came back, I think, to run it back to see if they can win one more championship together. What what does that look like? You know, you talk about on the outside with Slay. I, I guess what I'm asking, do they have the financial flexibility to go and address No, they don't not
4: not, not like they did. I, I think that's a great question. Not like they did. You know the dynamics of the league. You try to win when your quarterback's still on his first deal, still on his rookie deal, because it gets harder when you pay him. When you pay him, you lose Tyreek Hill. When you pay him, you lose Devontae Adams. When you pay him, you got to rebuild everything with Joe Flacco getting paid big money in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. When you pay the quarterback the big money, and he takes up so much of the cap, it's hard, unless you do the Brady thing, which was, hey, I'm going to take the hometown discount and help everybody out so that they can build around me. But it's hard when you have the guy on the big contract. If you're going to find that out with the Chargers,
1: for sure. That's why it's so important yeah. to get
4: a guy on that, first year, on that first deal and win it all.
1: So with that in mind, Sal, I mean, first of all, like thinking about where the Eagles are after yesterday and, I mean, the way they got embarrassed and then what they're talking about, like you said, with Lane Johnson and others, you know, where there's going to be changes. The players are saying it, so they feel it. What happened in Dallas where Jerry Jones, he can't even put it to words. I mean, he, he he's shocked at what he saw with his Cowboys team have it happen to them again. The state of the NFC East is suddenly in flux, right? Like we thought – that the Eagles might be a dominant team for a couple of years. The Cowboys look like a team on the rise. They're going to take this thing over. But now the NFC East is seriously like a, a division in flux. where We don't know what's happening next. But I do want to ask you, as you mentioned, with the coaches that are available, and, and you're saying that with underline, you've got to be thinking about Bill Belichick. Does he land at either one of these teams? By the way, the
4: wackiest thing that I've seen in the last couple of days is the Atlanta Falcons interviewed bill belichick <laughs> the headline should say bill belichick interviewed the atlanta falcon <laughs> so true. i mean no no seriously no you know no, I think, right. i'm making fun of it but I'm, I'm making fun of it but you know come on oh, really i mean if you're rich mckay and arthur blank you sit in the room and you say well bill explain to us when you were under stress in one particular instance and how you learned from that <laughs> Well, how about when I was down twenty-eight to three, you and the Super Bowl team. came back <laughs> and smoked you? Yes, I mean exactly. w- what? I mean, if I'm Bill Belichick, I put the flip flops on, I go down to Jupiter, Florida, where he has a place, and I say, "All right, come on down, guys." Mm-hmm. You know,
3: he's Kevin Durant. i me in the Hamptons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Beautiful. That's a great analogy, Bart. Beautiful. Perfect.
3: But But when you
4: the Falcons are are interviewing Bill Belichick, man, it's like that book. It's like that Dr. Seuss book I read to my granddaughters, which was called Wacky Wednesday, where everything is upside down. That's where we are right now in the NFL.
1: Could you see him though with either one of the AFC uh, East, uh, NFC East teams? Could you see him with? I mean, Dallas, especially, is what everybody's speculating. Can you see that with all your experience, everything you know? Could you see that?
4: I could. For sure. Absolutely. I, Listen, Bill Belichick, in my view, Bill Belichick wants to prove he can win the big game without oh, Brady, A. Mm-hmm. Definitely wants to break Don Shula's record, right. B. And he wants to do it in a place where he feels comfortable and where he feels is the right fit. So he's, he's friends with Jerry Jones. Um, it, it, that certainly makes sense. He's got a quarterback there. Uh, in New in New, New England and uh Philadelphia have always had a great rivalry, but he's got Jalen Hurts. Hey, you know, think outside the box, Belichick, Josh McDaniels, uh and and, and uh
3: Key Patricia. Bring in
4: Nick <laughs> key Patricia and bring in Nick Saban, his old coach in Alabama, as a as a consultant. And thinking. okay, now now, okay, you want to re energize the fan base? That'll mm. do it.
3: You know what's what's crazy is like when you think about Bill Belichick, you know, and you think about the other coaches that are out there. I feel like if you want a Bill Belichick type of person that can set the environment and the mood, but also the discipline and never being out coached as far as situational football, I feel like that's Mike Vrabel, and you get that for ten years instead of Bill Belichick sure, yep. for maybe three or four. Yeah, I, I
4: like that idea too, but I mean. Again, we're speculating about a guy who's got a job already, and I don't want to do that and put that out there for people to say, oh, you know, this guy, that guy. Right, right now, the Eagles have to – Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, that front office, they got to figure out, okay, what are we going to do to try to make Jalen Hurts better because clearly he was not provided the answers to the test, and he's our biggest investment. And whatever decision we're going to make – that should be the first priority, and you could say, Bart, it could be right now the only priority because of what you you just mentioned in terms of the salary cap. the The first thing that's got to fall into place is, am I who am I bringing in here to make sure that you know? And what was really interesting last night is that Jalen Hurts was given an opportunity a couple times mm-hmm. to react to you know Nick Sirianni. It was. One question specifically was, do you have confidence in Nick Siriani as the head coach to fix things? And he said, I have confidence in everybody in this locker room. It was weak, it was non specific, it was generic, and it was not a complete vote of confidence. He never mentioned him by name.
3: So what, what type of timeline do we think? Because the clock has to be ticking because there's so many attractive jobs out here. I mean, San Diego – I mean, not San Diego, Chargers. You think about the the roster that is built up in Seattle as well. Uh, I like the roster of the Atlanta Falcons. They just – you know, they can always give up a second-round draft pick or a first for Jalen, Justin Fields, and be right where they need to be. So, what's the timeline? Because if you snooze, you lose, it seems like, in this environment.
4: If you snooze, you lose. You got eight openings, and you only get one shot. Uh, the greatest coach of all time being a free agent. Get on a plane. You know, Lurie has a, has a spot down there and in, in, in South Florida. Get on a plane. Go to Jupiter. Knock on Bill Belichick's door and say, "Okay, brought my checkbook. What are we doing?"
1: Make him an offer he can't refuse. Sal, <laughs> do you like? <laughs> do you like? Uh, do you like the Lions story? because Bart is from Detroit as you know and like he he doesn't know this world now where where, where these lions are like he was a, 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 but you were well, I 10 I, saw, years I saw it old. worse
3: I saw I saw it once and then they end up losing to but Philadelphia you were a
1: kid like I'm talking about in your in your adult life you've never seen anything like this it, it is the door okay. suddenly okay. open yes, for do. them
4: i think the door is open but Todd Bowles is coming into town to shut the door quite quickly you got to look at what Todd Bowles is doing defensively with number thirty-one and number forty-five, this is right in the wheelhouse of Bart Scott and the mm-hmm. way he breaks down film. That freed safety, and that that.
3: And got and caught, wife, got caught and, short. Guys caught short yesterday, though.
4: Uh, a yeah, little bit, A little bit, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> but you know, I'm telling you, their a gap blitzes are diabolical and very effective. And um, Jared Goff's going to be under the gun in that football game. He is. So it's going to be up to Dan Campbell and our good friend Aaron Glenn to get after yeah. Baker Mayfield. It's, it's going to be a blitz fest up in there in Detroit, just like Bart likes
3: it. Yeah, yeah, just how I like it, man. Live by the blitz, you die by the blitz, <laughs> though. And I, I love this offensive line by the Lions, who I think can hold up and expose, you know, Ross St. Brown on some of these over routes, you know, is really coming together. I think it's going to be a close game, but I, I think the Lions are, can can can, can uh, figure it out just simply because of the limitations of Baker Mayfield. Um but it's going to be close. I was, and it's, I was, it's going to be interesting.
4: I was in I was in Todd Bowles' office after the game, sitting down with him, and he's feeling pretty chesty now about his defense, about his blitz. I got to tell you, he's ready to he's ready to come after everybody. I, I had to run out of the office. I had to run
3: out of the office, Mark, because I was like, I got to get out of here. He's too fired up. Just send us some chips, ahoy! <laughs> he's fired up. <laughs>
4: Far <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You package the chips away on the desk. Exactly. Exactly right. Hey, Sal. We always All love right.
1: when you give us time, man. We really appreciate it, and especially today, a little happy anniversary you and Bart, as well as one of the memorable moments in playoff history. Thanks so much. Safe travels. All the best. We'll talk to you soon. I'll see you guys soon. Can't wait. Thank you. Uh, you got that in, didn't he? Can't right. wait. Sal Falando again, one of the best, and 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 one of the best see, to me, Bart. What I love about Sal. Is that he is such a great storyteller of what, like mm-hmm. the the night before, of what the players are saying, what they're telling you, and then the read off of what they say. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will give opinion, right? We all do this, right? we we come we give you our opinion off of a game. What Sal does, which is a lost art in our business, I think, and any young you know journalist or or broadcasting, anybody who wants to get into the business, understand. What Sal does that is unique and what makes him special is that he takes what is said and he uses that to form this is what's going on versus this is what I think. Too many people always talk about what I think, what I see, right? It's all our opinion. And Sal goes into the notebook and he said, the players are giving you the clues. It's up to you to figure it out. They'll tell you exactly what's going on. No guessing here. So that's what I love about it. I love having them on. And, of course, because I can't wait, it's just a special day. So, I thought you'd
3: enjoy that. Can't wait! I appreciate it. I I knew it was Can't Wait. So, we had him on. Yeah. I appreciate it, Can't Wait, but I didn't know Sal was coming on. That that was a pleasant That's all Ray Dinahan. He was all over that to start.
1: So, anyways, all right. So, 800-919-3776 for calls. But, you know, coming up as audio files and some very interesting things that were said after the games yesterday, what's going on right now in Buffalo as they're getting uh, that game. But, Mike Tomlin. Had nothing to say mm. after one question was posed to him, after the Steelers lost. You got to <laughs> hear that Jerry Jones and where Jerry is right now. And um, did also, he do his radio show? <laughs> yeah, well, that's what we should find out. And your guy Ray Lewis also disgusted at what he saw okay. in the Eagles. Lots to get to <sighs> on dying. audio files. Stay with us, Bart and Han. But first, Bart. Yes. Can you give us a little Samwell?
3: Yeah, man. Friends, go see Dr. J. Shaw. He's a double board certified pain specialist. Don't let your neck, back, joint, or nerve pain slow you down from doing all the things that you love. It's time for you to reclaim your active lifestyle and you say, Bart, how do I do that? I'll tell you how. Call Dr. J. Shaw today at Samwell Pain. Dr. Shaw treats joint, neck, back, sciatica, and nerve pain. Dr. Shaw also is trained in migraine and headache specialists. Procedures involve no cuts, no scars, no incisions, or downtime. Call Dr. Jay Shaw and take a non-surgical approach with precise image-guided procedures without any pain medication. Enjoy a pain-free life. Same-day or next-day appointments are available. Go to sandwellpain.com to put an end to your pain and suffering today. Why wait any longer? Make your appointment with Dr. Jay Shaw and go to sandwellpain.com right now. Regain your active lifestyle and enjoy all your favorite activities pain free. Sandwell Pain now has three convenient locations in Woodbridge, Livingston, and a brand new office in Inglewood to serve Bergen County. Visit sandwellpain.com. You wish you met Dr. J. Shaw a lot sooner. Most major insurances are accepted.
2: Gordon Tamer at the 98.7, Tullamore Does Sports Desk. Well, nothing but questions surrounding the future of the Dallas Cowboys. What will change this offseason? Earlier this morning on DPH run Rothenberg, the guys asked Amani Toomer, what should Jerry Jones do next?
4: Light a match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go right over to Bill Belichick and be like, "You got it. Hand it over. You start all over because he's the only one that can get the talent out of that team. That team has been talented for years, and I think McCarthy. I think he, you know, did a great job during the regular season. But the banners are hung and the Super Bowl trophy is given out, not for a regular season.
2: And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple. Triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up three o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on ninety-eight point seven FM. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
2: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Barton Han, Alan Hall, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> My world keeps turning. You really are. And I mean this... But a day. With all the love in day. the world. Donkey from Shrek. Like, <laughs> that is your personality. You are that character. We
3: were made in his image. So donkey, even... me. So,
1: like, if you've ever seen the Shrek movies, like Eddie Murphy's character, Donkey, like, this is what Donkey does. He randomly <laughs> sings. He's always happy. <laughs> you know, just always. And then asks, like, questions that sometimes are just like, what? And then other times are like, that was brilliant. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. <laughs> And it's funny as hell. Like you, legit. Like that's what you are. You're a donkey. So, so you basically just called me an asshole. You're an ass. Right? Yeah. You're an <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one great line, right, from Shrek, is when he's res- rescuing Fiona, and she's like, "He's like, wait, I'll be right back." She goes, "What? Are you leaving me?" And he goes, "Well, I have to save my ass because <laughs> because donkey's being chased by the dragon." Oh, Mike, who Mike, falls Mike. in love with him, which is also fitting of you. You tend to have that ability as well. Meanwhile, I think right now is a good time for us to step aside. and Let the headline makers do the talking in the segment. We like to call audio files
2: the audio file,
1: a Little wild card weekend audio files here for you with, I mean, just so much that has gone on over this weekend, including what we saw last night on Monday night football, where we had a playoff game now more on this later, but we actually had two Monday games, which that, that was not supposed to happen, but it did. Anyways, more on that later. But the Eagles, and I mean, the embarrassment that they were on both sides of the ball and losing to the Bucks, 32-9, to nine, by the way. I mean, just an embarrassing blowout for a team that went to the Super Bowl last year. But so, we'll hear from all that side of it. You heard from Sal Palantonio about it just, re- just now. But how about a man who's tackled many players, you played with him ray lewis was on the manning cast of this game and he's on while the eagles are making a mockery of the effort to tackle as they gave up a touchdown listen to your former teammate
3: practice and tackling every day is based off angles when you see the angles of these guys and the way they approach tackling it's crazy Like, nobody plays together. Put them in a cup. If you put them guys in a cup, you're not going to see big plays like this. But everybody's playing individual football, and that's insane to me. That's why sometimes I get outside and I go sit on my water because I can't deal with this
1: type of stuff. Peyton, like, what? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Did you see that same thing? Is it like everybody's playing like an individual, and that's why we saw this this, this Trey Palmer 56-yard touchdown where nobody could tackle him.
3: Yeah, because he's supposed to be talking about putting him in a triangle, right? You talk about one guy aim for the outside shoulder, one guy face him up, and the other guy takes the left shoulder. That way you can take your shot. But if you miss, it means that he has to cut it back. So the other guy, you're forcing him to him even if you miss. And that's practicing. Like, you know, even late in the season when, you know, we take the pads off, we're not hitting each other as much, Rex would always have us do pursuit drills. And we will warm up with it. Pursuit drill just simply means that, okay, they, 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 we all line up in our stands. He says, hike. We all drop and hit the ground to give the runner a chance to get ahead of us. And then he's running up the sideline, and each of us have to go take him and, and uh, tag off. But we have to take different angles because defensive linemen are up closer, so they got to take a sharper angle. Linebackers are farther back safeties and linebackers and uh, corners are are closer. So we have to be able to, and then the far corner has to go catch him in case he's the last line of defense and he got to go catch him for a 50-yard gain. So Those are things that seem simple and elementary, but what is greatness? Doing the little things routinely. How you do the little things routinely? By practicing the fundamentals all the time, even when you're tired, even when you're not. We start our day like that with Rex. That's why for the most part you can never say that the Ravens or the Jets ever had bad tackling teams. Might not have talented teams. When we get there, we're going to know how to wrap you up and get you there. But if somebody else miss, because they're going to come like a out of hell and you avoid that guy thinking, oh, I made a miss, eek, eek, somebody's going to come knock your head off because he made you cut right back until his pursuit. The fundies,
1: always a key element to success. Meanwhile, the Eagles weren't the only NFC East team to embarrass themselves the Green Bay Packers went into Jerry World, into Dallas, and beat the Cowboys 48-32. to Remember that vaunted It wasn't even Cowboys that close. De- no, it wasn't. That vaunted Cowboys defense. Remember Wait. that? Yeah, I'm waiting they for that Michael down- Parsons. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm waiting for like, that they-
3: Michael Parsons podcast. I'm waiting for that to come up. Oh,
1: yeah. Imagine that. He'll be playing everybody else for himself. But it's amazing to think this. They have won 12 games for three straight seasons. And haven't reached the conference championship game. That's the first time in NFL history someone has won 12 games in three straight seasons. And we're not able to at least get that far. And so Jerry Jones, after the game, was was left befuddled. Didn't know what to say. So, of course, we have to ask about the coach, Mike McCarthy, who basically the minute he was hired, everybody was trying to get him fired. All right, Jerry, how do we assess Mike McCarthy?
4: When I start, when I think about it, which I haven't thought one second about it, I know how hard, uh, how much it meant to our fans to advance. What this loss to me means, again, I opened up by saying not how, why, who didn't, who didn't do what, all of that kind of thing. The only thing that was on my mind almost this entire game was not an analysis of our strategy, not an analysis of the play. It was, do we get to play here again next week? And we can't, and that could have happened happened by a point, or it could have happened the way it happened out there. And that's all I'm thinking about, and that's all I've thought about.
0: You believe him? That
3: he hasn't thought about it? Hell no. He thought about it half time. I'm buying everybody. Everybody going.
1: You know yeah. he thought about that. Stop yeah. it, Jerry. Yeah. It's got to be on his mind. He just doesn't want to make headlines yet, but he will on my radio show. Like, he, he, I know. Did he cancel it? Because he, he should have it. had it already, right? Yeah, well, we'll, t- we'll take a look and see if there's anything that has been said. You know what it feels like, though, is that playoff head coaches' job's We're definitely like a topic of conversation. Let's go back to that Eagles game. Nick Sirianni, is your
0: job in jeopardy? I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the guys. Again, there's a lot of guys in that locker room. All the guys in that locker room, every single one of them, that put their heart and soul into this. I'm not worried about me. I'm not. I'm worried. I'm I'm not worried. I'm I'm, as the head coach.
3: Coach, Man, this do sound this do sound like Joe. This is almost like his first um uh um, interview. His first interview when he got hired as a coach. You remember that? He said there like Joe. I see you talking about just <laughs> 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 well that's that I
1: right, says Nick Sirianni asked about it. Mike McCarthy, we go back to Dallas. Mike McCarthy asked about, you know, this kind of a loss usually leads to coaching changes. I think the biggest thing is we're disappointed. I'm like a whole whole team in the in the locker rooms that's that's
0: hurting. You know, I, I am thought past you know,
3: the outcome of this game. Isn't that amazing? Liar. How, you how, liar. How
1: he, no he one's thinking about, about this. Oh, I'm not thinking about that. I'm only thinking about the player. I'm only, it's a, I mean, look, it's the they right almost thing fired to say. You last,
3: they almost fired you last year. It's the right
1: thing to say. I know. Now, now we go to Buffalo where the Steelers, who were 10-point underdogs, you know, like nobody's shocked that they lost, right?
3: No, but T-J-Y. still, here's, he
1: my, here's Mike Tomlin at the podium. Where he's the one of the last questions asked is one about the fact that he has only one year left on his deal. Mike,
2: you have a year left
1: contract. That's him walking away, everybody. And out the door. Did Peace. he didn't even let her finish the, the, she didn't get to finish the question. <laughs> he walked away from the podium and walked out the door and was done, was not going to answer it. So it more crazy. coaching cr- questions about, about uh, each situation, but.
3: He's Tom lost six won. in a row. He's lost six in a row, though. That, that that's he doesn't have losing seasons. Oh, but he get kicked out the playoffs quick. Mm.
1: All right, let's just move along here on audio files. So, bar, I'm gonna I'm gonna play two for you. You tell me which one is is less annoying. Let's start with Josh Allen, who of course had a great game in Buffalo. That was just this another snowball up there, and. Remember, this game was supposed to be Saturday afternoon, but a blizzard came through and dumped a ton of snow in Buffalo. So yeah. they moved the game to Monday afternoon, which, you know, of course, Short week. might have might have benefited everybody. But he's saying that ain't our fault.
3: People keep saying that's that's what we wanted. That's what we wanted. And we, we had no call in that or no saying that. You know, that was a health and safety issue from the state. We would have played yesterday, would have played Saturday, would have played Friday, it wouldn't have mattered. We would have come out here and played when we were told to play.
1: Yeah, Governor Kathy Hochul, remember of New York, she's the one who said there'll be no game Saturday that they had a state of emergency because of the storm, and it was moved to Monday afternoon. Now there's that. Don't blame us. Now how about Baker Mayfield, as you know, again chest out, 32 to nine victory uh, over the once beloved Eagles on a Monday night. So he knows the whole world's watching and. How about that comeback story for Baker Mayfield?
2: There's something about whether it's you're an underdog or a road game, um, just having your backs against the wall and knowing it's it's just your team versus everybody else when you're counted out, and it's always fun to be in that role. Uh, Obviously, I'm pretty comfortable in it, but uh, our team has completely embraced that throughout the year.
1: So,
3: I mean, good for him, man. He was in three-point stands doing the look team with the Panthers last year, and then he finished out strong – he finished off strong in L.A. Um, they had to go cheap. We heard that their $80 million credit card bill came due from Tom Brady. Yep. Um, so he got a second opportunity. that Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have got because he wouldn't have played for that small of amount. And now he has a legitimate chance maybe to be there next year. I just don't know if next year, depending on what happens within this division, what happens with Bryce Young taking the next step? Let's see if Justin Fields come there. Derek Carr. What's going to happen as far as is he is he enough to push a team over the top?
1: But but that's not the question. The question is is did did, did he do enough for the Bucks to say well, you know playoff win? Uh, let's keep this guy. But this, know, Baker this, was a number one pick, yeah, and the last I checked, the Browns aren't playing anymore, and
3: he is. But he's going to want more money. This was a one year deal for a discount. Now, when you talk, everybody can love a guy that's playing and he's underpaid, but are you willing to pay him his value or, or more? Mm-hmm. So that's that, so that's the whole thing. Like, All right.
1: Well, to answer the question, the more annoying response because Baker can be at times annoying. The whole I'm the I'm an underdog thing, but I, but I, but yeah, you're Josh right. He Allen. is a good story. But Josh Allen doing the whole. Yeah. don't blame us. Well, like, it's me, yeah. like, like just Just take the high road. If somebody asks you about the whole moving the game thing, just go out of our control. Like, just yeah. move on. Not the like, – so It's a natural it. disaster. We would played the game Friday. We would have played the game. Like, take bro, it easy. Bro. bro,
3: it's a natural disaster. Like, it was a emergency ban. It was for the safety of everybody involved, not just us, because we can play and we can get there because we everybody have the best of that everything. Everybody said we wanted
1: the game move. that this is what we want. Like, it's just – why do you have to – don't put that front up. You had a great game. I hope Mahomes coming there and send
3: I home. Your team still has than yeah, Lamar yeah. Jackson, oh, the, oh, Lamar Jackson can take the Lamar Jackson can take the throne.
1: Ooh, you're right. The AFC could set up to be interesting, but right now, because it is the more interesting of the two. The NFC playoffs right now don't look very
3: interesting, at least right now. Yeah, but we all AFC, anticipate. We all anticipate San Francisco is going to represent. That, that's right. It, it just feels like that.
1: Where the AFC, it's kind of up in the air.
3: Like anything can yep. happen.
1: All right, that's Audio Files, 800 3776 is the number we'll open up again for the full buffet on, uh, you know, whether it's the NBA or whether it's the NFL and the playoffs and what you see there and anything else going on in the world of sports, we'll talk with you about it. Garrett Wilson at 2 o'clock. We'll get his analysis of what he saw of the week, and that'll be fun, right? So lots to get to. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7
0: ESPN.
2: Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show Podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
3: It's easy, right? Yeah. Let me get it on a Garrett his own. Yeah,
1: let's get on it. What's up, Garrett Wilson? I wonder, if drink, I
3: wonder if you're drinking a pina colada somewhere on the island. He's, I know I would. He's happy. And, They're like, yeah. playoff? I'm like, what happened? Well, I mean, he, <laughs> I'm sure
1: he'd still rather be part of it, right? Like, playoffs, what happened? I, I didn't
3: see anything. Yeah,
1: you guys tell me. Like, like Barton, here's, yeah. a, here's a pro tip for you. If you're ever like like asked to come on something and then they ask you a question like of something you didn't see, the best thing you could do is just like just go back well, what did you see?
3: What, the, <laughs> what did you guys
1: see? What did you see there? what did you think? I, let me hear what you think and I'll tell you if I agree. He's
3: still he's still doing this from the from the jet facility? Or is this his assistant? Who does? Who's this guy?
1: Oh, you're on the Zoom
3: already? Oh do you care? <laughs> No, that's me. No, 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 no. I'm talking <laughs> I'm talking about Jake, Jake, Jake who? He's
1: setting I'm up about white Jake, zone. not black Jake. Yeah, I'm talking about white Jake. Oh, you saw Jake? You saw, yes, saw, saw white Jake.
3: Yeah, he's setting him up. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, maybe he just went to the facility because it's easier to do. Who knows? I don't know. There's hmm. no facility.
3: Maybe he's getting treatment <laughs> for injuries.
1: <laughs> maybe. This Harbaugh thing, by the way, the contract, did you read the story?
3: Like a cabillion dollars? Oh, you're talking about the one from Michigan.
1: Yeah. The average of eleven million, immunity from being fired. <laughs> immunity. Yeah, have you, have you, no, seriously. Have you seen this?
3: Listen, the big ten the Big Ten um president like came in on it, man. I need I need to be able to be protected. Like you're not about to be suspending me ever. We going down with the ship. As as you imagine it would be, right? But I'm
1: not, I just want to quickly go over the details of this thing because I don't think you've ever – I mean, have we ever seen anything like this? I'm a natural champion. Because he's also, like, trying to put off signing it so that he can
3: – He want to know what's out there for him
1: first. Well, because the buyout for his contract goes down uh, over the next couple of weeks. So, here, the buyout for his current contract dropped from $2.25 million to $1.5 million on January 11th. Michigan wants to raise that to four million.
3: Nah, bro. I'm telling you, go ahead. You pay that.
1: And so that deal, I think a new deal uh, would not begin till February 15th, which then would allow him to work under the you know all the team has to pay is like a million and a half to get him free from his Michigan deal, rather than what would almost be five million dollars uh, if if they waited till past February 15th. Like you said, he'll probably it'll probably be done before the Super Bowl, right? Anything like that. So, I mean, it's amazing. Like, like just reading the things that is in this deal. He's like, you want to keep me? This is what we're doing. But one of the, the, one of the big things is the buyout.
3: Because you could have locked me down before. You could have locked me down before, but you wanted me to take a pay cut. Then I ain't winning the championship. You ain't believe in me. Now we won that thing this year. Now, uh, Mike Jones back <laughs> then didn't want me. Now I'm high. You all on me, baby. I'm the hottest thing in this place, man. Because guess what? Nick Saban gone, too. Six Dabo years, ain't doing his thing no more.
1: Eleven million dollars guaranteed per year. Eleven and a half, actually, per that's year. Th- that's still that still,
3: still feels light, man. Jet Fish got seven point five from Washington to replace the dude that went to um, Nick Saban. Still make him school.
1: the still make him the highest paid coach in college football. Barely. And then there's performance related bonuses in there as well. But also, there's also in the deal, or, or I guess, contract discussions at the sticking points. Includes this is Dan Wetzel, by the way, of Yahoo that has this reporting A language that grants Harbaugh immunity from termination for any finding stemming from multiple current NCAA
3: investigations. <laughs> he's like, yeah, y'all can't fire me for that, dog. Well, hold, hold on, how does the Big Ten allow innocent. how does the Big Ten allow him to do that? But the Big Ten said he's suspended for three years. He's like, hey, man, well, I'm still getting paid. I don't didn't know what you, you're talking about.
1: But didn't you say you were innocent? What are we talking about? <laughs> so why I, are you putting that in there? Exactly. So, anyways. All right, so Garrett Wilson hopefully joining us in a few minutes here to talk about it. We'll get some – first time we get him as an NFL analyst. Okay, he will be there, so we can confirm that. So no longer am I guessing or hedging. Uh, yeah, so Garrett as an NFL analyst telling us what he saw in wildcard Weekend and just seeing how his offseason is going already, too. So catching up with Garrett Wilson coming up next. day with us. Barton Hot 98.7 ESPN.
2: Gordon Tamer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dews Sports Desk. At one point, they had the best record in the NFL. But whatever happened to the Philadelphia Eagles after that? Happened again last night. Philly bounced from the playoffs by the Buccaneers. Nick Sirianni, what the heck happened?
0: We were in a in a big slide, and anytime that's the case, I always look at myself first, and I didn't do a good enough job. And, and obviously, we lost five of the last six, and lost today. And it's almost like you, you couldn't get out of the rut. We we couldn't get out the rut we're in, and that's and that's all of us. We we'll all have to look ourselves in the mirror and, and accept that. Obviously, expectations were even higher when we started off 10 and one, and we fell into a skid. So I will look at everything.
2: And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up three o'clock, it's the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.